podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. What's going on? Welcome back to No Tracers. My name is K, just the letter K, and I am your host here on the No Tracers podcast. This show is all about urban exploration. If you guys are into abandoned photography, if you are into crazy stories about urban exploring, this is the podcast for you. If you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. And if you're a veteran listener, thank you for coming back. Please leave a rating and feedback at the bottom of the show, and I will give you a signed photo print from an abandoned place that I have explored. So all you got to do literally is type in no tracers on Apple Podcasts, scroll to the bottom of the show, and there's a section where other people have left ratings and feedback. Leave a rating and feedback, take a screenshot for me, and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram, and I will send you a signed photo print. If you guys aren't following me on social media, all my links are down in the description. I have Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And if you actually want to see a video version of this podcast, you can go to just the letter K on YouTube and you can actually see my guests' photos from this episode. So this week on the podcast, I'm speaking with St. John the Baptist. Super excited. Great episode coming for you. And I am just, I love this podcast, you guys. This is my favorite show to do. I have this podcast and a podcast about freelancing called Project Freelance. And I love podcasting. It's a great outlet for me. And I love hearing stories from other explorers. So thank you for tuning in. We just hit 5,000 plays on the podcast. So you guys are the best. Please share the show with your friends, your family, your grandparents, your children, your dogs, your cats. Share it with everybody. Just share it. Thank you. Thank you guys for doing that. Before we get into the show, there's a few things I got to let you know about. The first of which being I actually have a photography book called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. It's full of my stories and my photos from urban explorations all around the world, mostly United States in that book, but I'm actually working on book number two right now, this year and next year. Hopefully I'll get to hit some more international places and get some awesome photos there and uh, make book number two. I'm, I love making photography books. It's been a blast working on this kind of stuff. So thank you guys for supporting the art. Thanks for supporting the show by picking up a copy of the book. If you guys want to get a copy or if you want to read my blog, which further dives into my stories, go to notracers.com slash shop. You can pick up the book or you can go just go to notracers.com and you can read the blog, see some photos, watch some videos, find all the stuff. The next thing I need to let you know about is that if you're not investing your money, you are wasting your money. Please, please start investing your money. There is a link down in the description to Weeble, which will give you a couple free stocks for signing up and depositing $100 or more. Those could be valued all the way up to $1,500. So if you guys want to start investing and you want a chance to earn some free money, check out Weeble, link in the description. And if you're not investing in cryptocurrency, you should absolutely be doing that. Coinbase. Coinbase is the shit, you guys. Look, Bitcoin is at $63,000 today. By the time this episode comes out in May, it's probably going to be at $70,000. So don't miss out. It's going to go up to $150,000 at some point. So don't you want to get in early? It's still early, guys. There's still time for you to join and buy some Bitcoin, get some Ethereum, get some Litecoin, Filecoin, Chainlink. Also, Coinbase just launched their IPO today, the day I'm recording this, which is actually on April 14th, 2021. So if you guys are not investing in Coinbase, you should do that. They launched their IPO and it's very exciting for the cryptocurrency space. It's going to change the world, guys. 
The last thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. If you guys want to get some amazing Austrian mountain water and you're tired of, you know, buying plastic bottles, you know what? Actually, I have an ad for you instead of me just trying to explain it. So check out this ad in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death. Murder your thirst. So if you guys want to get a case of water, if you want 30 cases of water, I get a little bit of commission every time you guys purchase. So thank you for doing that. Thanks for supporting the podcast and what I do by getting liquid death water. Use code just the letter K for 10% off or hit the link in the description and it will automatically apply that code for you. All right, guys, without further ado, St. John the Baptist, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Uh, hi, I'm uh, St. John the Baptist, and I've been exploring for almost eight years now. All right, so what got you into exploring in the first place? Like, what made you catch this bug? Honestly, the first time I had ever gone to a place was uh, a hospital back in, like, 2015, uh, a bunch of my friends had dragged me out of the house and we had gone and, you know, explored for the whole night. And I didn't know we could do this. You know what I mean? I didn't think that anything like old hospitals was still laying around, you know, just sitting there waiting for someone to like come in. And uh, they kind of showed me that I could do that. So I kind of took it and ran with it. So your your first your first one was an overnight? Yeah, it was an overnight explore. We were there Damn. pretty much all night just running through tunnels and stuff. Wow. That's I crazy. Actually... I just did my first overnight. It's nuts. Tell me more about that, though. Uh, I mean, the place isn't really good anymore. It's been destroyed thoroughly since then. But uh, I know that place I had gone to so many times. And, you know, I kind of just kept going to the same places I knew about after I had found a couple places but then like you know I started realizing that there was like a whole community and stuff that like had done this and I kind of wanted to I guess make like a name for myself in that community so I you know uh I, I started taking pictures with my phone but uh, you know like after a while I wanted to you know get better quality because like I didn't buy a camera because, you know, I didn't know if this was actually going to be something that stuck with me or not, but it ended up sticking with me. So I bought a camera. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what camera did you get? What was your first camera that you got for this? I actually got a Nikon D3 500 okay. with a uh, Tokina. Uh, no, actually when I first started, I had a Nikon kit wide angle lens. It was just that 10 to 20 millimeter, but I mm. eventually upgraded to a Tokina 11 to 20. And then that's when I went Canon and I uh, ended up selling the Nikon and 
I got a Canon T7i. Okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, I started on Canon. Well, actually, no, I started on Nikon. I had a D5000 Nikon but way back in the day, like 2011. Yeah. And then uh, moved over to Canon, and now I'm on Sony, actually. Oof, yeah, I, I've been looking at some Sony stuff, but Canon just always gets me right, so yeah, can't ever sure. turn them down. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So speaking of like camera gear and, and things like that, do you have gear recommendations for newer explorers? And this could be a pair of shoes, the backpack you use, a light, anything that you would recommend for newer explorers? I mean, honestly, stuff like that, it, it all depends on like what you think you're going to be doing. You know, I mean, a, a lot of Urbex is situational. It's all like, you know, kind of just like doing one thing and then, you know, like trying to prepare yourself for a place you've never seen before and then going there and then trying to, you know, figure your way through. It's, you know, it can kind of throw, you know, some mysterious loops for you. Like you could go into a place thinking that it's going to be dry and then you go in and it's flooded or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You never really know yeah. with like anything like that. And power plants, you know, you always want to wear boots because you could step on like, you know, screws or sharp pieces of metal and stab yourself. Uh, you always got to just kind of just think about where you're going and then, you know, prepare for like, you know, how old the building is and stuff like that, et cetera. You know, just common sense. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of that comes with like the research aspect of it, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you get away with uh, not knowing what you're going into. But a lot of the time I try to know what I'm doing before I go to it because, you know, like, yeah, I I love the mysterious, oh, what's behind this door? I don't know. The surprise kind of like feeling that you get when you like discover something and you've never seen it before and you go in and you finally get in there. You know what I mean? Like. Like, yeah, I like that, but at the same time, I like being safe and knowing what I'm doing and, you know, knowing that what I'm doing has been done before, that comfort, you know, I mean, like, I have been the one to do things for the first time some sometimes, and, you know, that can be a little scary. Uh, alarms, you know, security guards, you not knowing what you're you know, going to be going into. You just kind of got to be, like, ready to, I guess, for any consequences that could come. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with, you know, we never know who we're going to run into in these places. It could be a security guard, could be homeless people. It could be, mm-hmm. I've had people on here tell me stories about people pulling guns out on them. Like you never know who's going to show up in these places. Yeah. I mean, thank God. Normally I don't have any issues because like <laughs> true, I said, true. I'm very cautious and most of the time I'm in and out, no issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there Absolutely. is a few times where I get caught slipping. I think we've all been there. <laughs> I can yeah, definitely relate. You know, I've had some cops wait outside for me, things like that before. But, you know, I've remained relatively unscathed throughout the years of doing this. And uh, I hope the same goes for you and most of the people that I interview on this show. But honestly, you know, I, haven't, I haven't heard many like arrest stories yet. But go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, honestly, there's going to be a day where I get arrested. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can. And you know, that that's just the inevitable thing that you're going to have to deal with no matter what, there's always going to be a chance that you can get arrested. And like when that day comes, like you can't get mad, 
because like mm-hmm. you've been doing this shit for years like you know what i mean don't get mad at it like yeah. you, it's just the way of the game exactly exactly and i think more people need to understand that like we're we're playing with the like fire here yeah we're, we're yeah. tempting fate <laughs> A lot of people think that they can make a career out of something that's illegal like this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's this yeah. isn't something that you grow up and you go to school for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> yeah. So how the fuck are you gonna? You know? Oh, I apologize if I can't curse. No, you're good. Curse away. Oh yes, great. Uh, but like, I I just don't understand how like someone could come into to this and be like, you know what? I want to make money off this. Like, I do this because I love the history of places and I love going out and seeing it and documenting it for, like, historical purposes. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part, like, that's what you're going to these places for anyways because of their historical value. That's why you are interested in it. You know, like, it's old, like, you know, 1920s plants are always, you know, crazy with, like, historical units that you're never going to see before or something like that you know what i mean like it, it, there's there's all kinds of you know cool places yeah do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored before um unfortunately a lot of that stuff you know you can't really talk about without getting your head cut off because urbex rolled <laughs> but yeah yep. um there there's a few uh i do really really uh ooh, that's what's a really good one uh saint elizabeth hospital in dc is an, is a really really good one i mean yes the the room is trashed and it's overshot and you know everyone's seen it but like the actual history to that room in that hospital itself is just insane uh it's yeah. if you don't know it's the uh, I guess what what would you call it uh, anatomical theater or uh, autopsy mm-hmm. theater that was yep. used by Dr. Walter Freeman who was one of the pioneers of like the transorbital lobotomy or something like that yeah it's a crazy place built in 1855 first the first federally operated psychiatric mm-hmm. hospital in America crazy yeah. housed more than 8,000 people at its peak in 1950s but it's been abandoned since 2010 uh, yeah, so yeah and, I've, uh, I've heard a little bit about that place. Um, JFK's sister was lobotomized there. And I think wow. the history goes after she got lobotomized, uh, she didn't really like talk and they thought it was going to stop like her aggressive behaviors, but it did for a little bit, but then it started coming back. So then they sent her to this nursing home in like Wisconsin and she's like still there. Or like if she's, you know, no longer alive, then she was there until she died and her family wow. like never came and checked on her or anything like that. And it was just like, she was kind of like abandoned there. Wow, we have such a dark history when it comes to, like, psychiatric care in this country, you know? It's, like, I mean, not just America, but worldwide, Mm -hmm. like, in the, back in the 1800s and the 1900s, like, we we did some really fucked up stuff to people, man. Really fucked up stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just sometimes, like, reading through, like, the patient files or incident reports that you see in some of these hospitals, you know, it can be, like like jaw dropping it's just like oof ow <laughs> that, that sucks <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely man like i think 
for me personally, I think asylums are my favorite because of the dark history, because there is so much that happened there. It's, it's fascinating to walk down the hallways of these places and think like people used to be trapped here, basically like prisoners. Yeah. Um, uh, one place that I'm probably never going to go to because I feel as if they ruined it by Yo, for some reason, I cannot hear you anymore, so I don't know what happened there. If you can hear me, just hang on a uh, second. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, my phone just turned off, so I guess the... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it likes when that happens. Okay, sorry, no, but you not. were saying uh, one place you'll never go to... Uh, one place you'll never go to is what? Oh, uh, one place I'll never go to because I feel as if, like, they've staged it and they've gone, like, you know, kind of uh, sell out with the like the actual property itself is penhurst in philadelphia oh yeah Mm -hmm. like i don't know like it has a great history to it though uh have you ever uh seen the like the documentary video that was released by the journalist that went in there with camera no i i mean i know about penhurst uh because i've been i've been to like eastern state penitentiary so i know a little bit about the stuff in that area um, and they talk a little bit about Pinhurst, but tell me, tell me some more. So like, uh, there's a video on YouTube that you can watch called suffer the little children. It's about Pinhurst. Uh, a journalist like went onto the property with like a camera and interviewed a bunch of the patients and like, you know, took videos of just like the patients, like walking through the halls and stuff. And he was like interviewing like doctors and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, forgive me if I, mess up any of the facts or whatever but like i know there was a a guy that he interviewed in that video that was like one of like the head guys of like the hospital and he was like talking about like openly murdering like one of the patients because the patient like talked shit to him (laughs) yeah like like he literally like said it with confidence on camera to this guy and (laughs) was like you know basically just talking about it like it was something that he'd go home and talk to his family about over dinner. And it was like, oof. <laughs> wow. Damn, this sucks. And then uh, I know yeah, like there was a few hospitals that. that actually had journalists go in there and do videos of them. Uh, I believe um, there was one of a hospital in New York. I'm not going to say its name because I don't you know, want to get yelled at. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a video of that one and a few other ones. I can't, wow. I can't remember all the ones off the top of my head, but those videos are really cool to see because you can actually see the patients and like seeing the patients where like you can see their rib cages and stuff and they're like laying right. on the floor and like basically like naked, you know what I mean? Wow. Just for like no reason. Yeah. And there's just like Dang. 50 people in like corners cause you know, overpopulation and et cetera. Right. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I'm definitely going to link the uh, that documentary or the uh, video expose that oh, yeah, they definitely. did on uh, on Pinhurst. That's I'll put that down in the description for the audience if you guys want to watch that. Um, do you personally have any urban exploration injury stories? Have you ever uh, fallen through a floor or, or anything yeah. like that? Yeah, um, there's a lot of those, honestly. So 
I was a little bit less careful back in the day because I didn't really expect the floors to be like that. You know what I mean? Like when you first start exploring and you've never fallen through a floor, like you might have stepped on a weak floor, but like actually like falling through a floor, it's like, you know, it kind of sucks. (laughs) And like, you don't really expect it. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, uh, at least for me, like I was in a, a school that was built back during like, you know, like before World War II happened. So like, this school is com- like completely falling apart and I was walking around on the first floor and I fell through the floor into the basement. It was the first time it had like ever happened to me, but like luckily wow. I didn't fall on any rubble or anything like that, but I could have definitely done that and injured myself a lot more because part of the building mm-hmm. was collapsed, but like I got lucky. <laughs> I didn't have to like sure. go to the hospital or anything like that, but I was, you know, bruised and scratched up and I had a mm. couple splinters, but it wasn't too bad. Dang. Yeah. We've, we've heard some crazy stories on this podcast. Uh, one guy, his buddy got impaled through a spike fence by his leg. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's a small world in the Urbex community. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I think uh, one of the biggest injuries that I had, I like, I've never actually like hurt, hurt myself or had anyone like really, really hurt themselves other than like, you know, a few, like maybe like my friend broke his foot jumping out of a second story window of a church Ooh. because, uh, we were trying to find a way into the church and we were kind of being hot boys. You know what I mean? We weren't exactly being careful and we were doing it like broad daylight, literally walked up into like the back of this church and the rectory is now being used as a halfway house. Oh, So like, you know, they're just chilling inside and all they hear is us dragging their table from their backyard over to like the side. And then mm-hmm. my one friend jumps up on the table to jump into the window and he falls through the table. He literally breaks the table. Whoa. <laughs> so the guy comes out and he's like yelling at us as we're go- climbing down a ladder that I had found inside after I had jumped down like a six foot drop into the basement. And then we're, they're going down the ladder and this guy's like yelling at him, telling him, like, you know, like we're calling the cops, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we're all like, fuck you. So we go down and shoot the church. And then uh, instead of climbing out that window, we just jumped out a second story window. Well, my friend jumped out first and we stayed behind because we were still shooting. And I guess when he jumped out, he like he broke his foot. And so when we jumped out, I had like a blunt in my mouth and I jump out (laughs) second story window with a blunt in my mouth. And this guy is like yelling at me like, you need to leave. And we're like, we're leaving. And he's like, you need to leave. It was so funny. Oh, my God. (laughs) With the blunt in your mouth, just fucking token away. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun day. And then, like, uh, we ended up doing, like, some, like, a whole other, like, you know, like, bunch of other spots that we had planned out. And the whole time, my friend has a broken foot. And we, like, get back to the Airbnb, and this shit's, like, all purple. Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) So, uh, tell me about your scariest exploration. And this could be getting caught. This could be, I don't know how you feel about paranormal things. uh, But what's your scariest exploration story? Uh, I don't believe in, like, paranormal stuff, you know, because, uh, like, mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of places that are, like, you know, I've been in some of, like, the most, like, I guess, haunted hospitals you could, you know, think of, and a lot of them I've never had any issues or anything happen to me in, so I've never really, like, had any reason to believe something like that is real, you right. know what I mean? 
but like uh, scariest. Hmm. I don't know, because see, like, I've never really been like close to being arrested. You can kind of catch the vibe of the police officers when they kind of, you know, come up to you. And you can yeah. kind of tell whether you're going to jail or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you sure. get caught with tools, you're going to, like, go to jail. But, like, if you're <laughs> yeah. there without tools, you're probably going to be able to talk your way out of it or you're going to get a fine at the most. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're probably yeah. not going to get that bad. And especially if you're a first offender and you didn't do anything crazy to get in there, you know, you're not going to have any issues. So a lot of the times, like, I don't have to do anything crazy to get into a place. So I don't really have to deal with, like, police too often. Mm. But the few times that I have had to deal with police – um, we're like earlier in times and I guess sometimes more recent where like, I kind of just like messed up and we just, you know, walked up the driveway of like an abandoned house in front of a neighbor and they just call the police and then the police come in and we're just like, Oh, uh, sorry. And they're like, Oh, you need to leave. Like we could, you know, hit you with breaking and entering blah, 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 but we're not going to, you know, the, Mm. you know, the usual spiel, like, Right. A lot of the time they don't want to like, you know, mess up your life or arrest you for, you know, you going in there and taking pictures like. Exactly. But like this, I think one of the scariest things I ever had to do was. Uh, I don't know, I, I did a I did a stadium once and. It was pretty scary. Uh, we, we were in there for about two hours, you know, I'm just shooting the place. Security was outside doing the rounds and we didn't think they were going to come in anytime soon. So, you know, we were just going to, you know, continue shooting. Well, they came in (laughs) and it just so happened that they came in right after my friend had got on one of the carts that was down in the basement and decided to ride around. I kind of just turned the corner and my one friend was laughing and I was like, why are you laughing? And she was like, I tried to stop him, but I couldn't. And then I turned my head and I just hear the sound of the car down the fucking like, you know, the hallway. And then literally right down the curve of the stadium is the fucking security desk. So like (laughs) as soon as the guy walked in, he heard us and was like, hey, so we like had to run out and, uh, I ended up giving myself up so my friends could run to the car and I like told them to go because the one guy like, uh, so basically what happened was, is he started chasing us, but he was a big guy. So he, you know, he wasn't exactly like fit enough to get after us. So he turned around and fucking hightailed it to the car. <laughs> so we, we were, you know, hightailing it for the door. Well, we get out the door and he's already coming around the side of the car and he's yelling out the window like, I don't want to arrest you, bro. I just want to know how you got in blah, 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 blah. Right. So this is also right when COVID started. So, you know, I guess like the guy's really not trying to like, I guess, like deal with that. Touch people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so um, my two friends run to the car, right? I give the guy my ID and all that. I'm talking to him and I'm telling him that like, you know, I went through the front door and he was like, nah, you, I locked that. And I was like, nah, you didn't. Cause like I was in there and he was like, <laughs> all right, I'll take your word for it. And then while I'm talking to this guy, lo and behold, my boy pulls up into the parking lot where you're not supposed to be driving your car. <laughs> and he's yelling out the window, like, come on, bro, let's go let's get in. And I'm just like, bro, I can't like, he has my ID. And he's like, come on. 
And then like after like maybe five minutes of this, uh, the I guess like another car pulls up and the guy gets, you know, out of this car and he comes around to the car where I'm at and he like comes up next to me and the security guard and he like looks in the door and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm on the phone with Cap. And he's like, well, tell Cap to call me. So then, you know, he goes back to his car, talks to the guy for like a minute on the phone, comes back and is like, let him go. <laughs> so the guy just gives me my ID back and I just walk over to my friend's car, get in and we drive off and that's it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like at first I thought he was tricking me. I thought I was going to jail. Like when he Dang. asked for my ID, I thought he was definitely like, you know, trying to like run my name or something like that. But mm-hmm. I guess he was just taking my name. So if he ever caught me there again, they could arrest me. For sure. Yeah, right. that's pretty much what all they can do, especially as security guards. Like, they, they have some power, but, like, what can yeah. they really do at the end of the day besides call the cops on you? <laughs> yeah, uh, there was also another time uh, that same person that I was with, uh, me and him, we got caught at this police station. And uh, <laughs> I guess what happened was we were kind of being cool with the guys at first and then they started trying to like block us in and, you know, like Mm. not like let us walk away. So one friend tried to run away and they like grabbed his tripod and he like unclipped his camera and they like, you know, still held on to the tripod and he like ran to my car. And so they like went up to my car and were taking pictures of my license plate and shit. And, uh, you know, basically they're on the phone with the owner and i'm sitting there trying to get my friend to like you know just chill and wait for the owner to come through because you know they're not on the phone with the police right now and they're obviously not calling the police and he's like no no we gotta go like and so uh the owner's like on the phone like losing his mind because my friend says some uh some shit that offended him because uh you know he was talking about the location and how the police don't care in that location. And he was like, what mm. the fuck, bro? I should come there and beat your ass. And, and then he like comes <laughs> up and he pulls, you know, he gets out the car and he's like, man, I should beat your ass. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, like, like not to laugh at my, uh, my friend's despair at that time, but like, it was a pretty funny situation. <laughs> I yeah. Had looking back at it for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that guy was definitely going to like, try to get us arrested but uh he ended up actually letting us back in there and he actually gave me his phone number and i've you know i can go back and get permission and stuff uh that place isn't actually abandoned though that's why there was workers and stuff there Ah. Um, it's actually a movie set and i didn't know oh okay yeah i got in there and he was like man this is actually a movie set so like you know like i've been having like people come in here and stuff and it doesn't actually like, you know, abandon like they keep saying it is. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is my fucking business. You're like, man, Atlas Obscura is telling everybody this shit's abandoned. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, like, damn, you know, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, we uh, I was in Denver last like at the end of last year and we hit this abandoned water park and or like a theme park. And turns out it wasn't abandoned and there were like two staff members there and they like kind of caught us and they were like, hey, uh, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, oh, we thought this place was abandoned. And they're all, no, it's just kind of shut down because of COVID. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Duh. Uh, I, I've seen a couple people actually uh, hop the fences of some like active amusement parks and go and take pictures, you know, inside the parks and stuff. 
they're super when, like, cool right when they're when empty started yeah like no yeah. one was really doing anything so i mean like at those at that time you could really kind of do that stuff and get away with it because like no one was really paying attention exactly exactly and then uh do you have a favorite exploration that you've gone on out of I all have, of them i have a lot of explorations that i would love to talk about right now but i can't <laughs> <laughs> it sucks i hate it but like <laughs> um i think one of my favorites had to have been uh I don't know. There, there's a PowerPoint that I uh, did in Pennsylvania once that I, uh, I had, you know, I slept on it for a long time. You know, it's it's a pretty well known spot. You know, just to avoid saying like the name of it, but it's like RPS. Yeah. You can kind of like guess which one it is. Yeah. So like I, I slept on that place for a really long time because you know I didn't like PowerPoints at first. You know, my name is Saint John, so obviously I like power, You know, I like churches instead of PowerPoint. Yeah. But the that plant kind of you know started changing like my mind on things you know i mean like it was it was crazy walking into such a big place and you know seeing like these really old like historical units and like once you learn the history of those things like you you kind of start like having more respect for those kinds of places and what's in them and you know i mean like it kind of like it's it's eye-opening and you learn a lot from this hobby if you like really try to get into the kind of places you can go and see you know what i mean yeah definitely and like there's something about like you were saying power plants that's so special and Mm -hmm. there's a a big nuclear power plant uh out in washington that i got to explore for two days straight uh this band like rented it out because it still has an owner you know so they Mm -hmm. rented it out to shoot some music videos and they knew that i was super into like abandoned stuff and they had me come out and film behind the scenes for their music video shoot. And they were like, if you want to go explore, like, please have, have at it, go explore. So I spent like two days filming around this abandoned nuclear power plant, got to go in one of the cooling towers. Like it was insane. It was so freaking cool. And like, I love, like you were saying, like there's something so cool about power plants that, that is just unique to what they are. And like the history there is, is crazy, especially with nuclear stuff, because like a lot of that's shut down now. Yeah, uh, nuclear power plants too, like, you know, each, every single nuclear power plant is kind of like historical in its own, you know, its own right. It has its own, like some type of one of a kind thing in there that it uses, or, you know, like power plants be having like a different type of unit that you don't normally see in this area or something like that there, or, you know, there's all kinds of cool things that you start like picking up on when you go to these Mm. places, you know what I mean? It. So that's kind of why, like, power plants are now my favorite thing. But before, like, churches was, like, kind of my thing. But I still love churches as, like, much as I did before. So, you know, like, I still do them. It's just, you know, I I can't change the name. The name's really good, so. (laughs) The name is really good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I like the name, so I can't change it. But yeah, don't definitely don't change it. It's, it's <laughs> it suits you. It suits you for sure. And what is it about churches, man? Like, what do you love about them uh, that makes you go back? Yeah, that's what I thought, especially yeah. on the East Coast. Like, oh, you guys yeah. have some really cool like church architecture out there. It's still that more Gothic style. Mm-hmm. Like out here out West, it's it, we have more like, I guess you could say modern stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the East Coast, like your churches are insane. Yeah. And, you know, the really cool thing about churches, too, is uh according to the area it's in it could you know be affected and that it can kind of like 
I guess, tie into its architecture. Like there's a few churches mm. that, you know, rest in peace. We are no longer going to, you know, have them anymore because they're being worked on or being demolished or something. Because Philly right now is on like a whole anal crackdown. They're getting rid of all the abandoned buildings they have. So, you know, Damn. can't have nice things. But uh, these churches like uh, in Philly, like they were built by these architects or, well, actually, I'm talking about a couple of churches that were built by the same architect, but he was a Philadelphia-based architect. So these are architectures you are only going to see in Philadelphia, and you will never wow. see anywhere else. And, you know, seeing stuff like that, you know, it's kind of cool seeing something that is one of a kind, and you're not going to see somewhere else. You know what I mean? That is so sick. I love that. And, like, for me, churches, I'm all, I'm always like, where did they go? Like, why did you leave your church? That's yeah. like the craziest thing to me. Like you just left, left God's house, if you will. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised exactly how many people, you know, stop going to church. You know what I mean? True. Especially nowadays, like no one's going to church yeah. as much. Well, I mean, more along now, but earlier people weren't going to church. Right. Yeah. I think the the generation has definitely changed a lot. Like yeah. This this gener this younger generation is like not going to church anymore. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, like people are still like you know religious and stuff, but of I guess like a lot of people just don't go to church no normally. Yeah. I know, like I yeah. haven't gone to a church for church purposes in like decades. <laughs> I've only been oh, a yeah, same. For 20 three years and I can only think of maybe a two times I've ever been into a church for church reasons. <sighs> yeah. I, I usually go to church on Sundays if it's an abandoned church. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much how it is. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about social media and what that's done for you as a, a creator? Has it helped you connect with other explorers and, and find people to go exploring with? Um, so for the most part, it hasn't done shit. <laughs> like there's okay. there's literally like no benefit to you know me doing this like a lot of the time i'm actually going broke doing this stuff you know what i mean yeah. like, i'm i'm doing this solely because i enjoy doing it like it's just something that i guess keeps me going yeah yeah sure definitely you know like it's kind of hard to think about oh, I got to go home to these problems when you're in a place and you could potentially get arrested. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, first world problems don't don't need them right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like when we go into these places, we step into another world. It's almost like walking into a portal into yeah. like the past. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's really, really, like I said, eye opening, I guess. Ah, yeah, absolutely. And do you prefer to explore alone or with people? Uh, I prefer to explore with, you know, like trusted, you know, uh, boys, you know what I mean? Like the boys, like mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Like I don't really go out and explore with too many, you know, I guess, uh, what, as you would say, like randoms or anything like that. Like, you know, people mm -hmm. hit me up to go explore a lot, but you know, I don't always go out cause you know, I can't always make it happen or I don't always know the people. So it's like, yeah, eh, I don't. I don't know if I really want to meet someone right now. I got other stuff right. I got to do. You know what I mean? I have my own list of stuff that I'm trying to pull off right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And speaking of your list of stuff you're trying to pull off, uh, do you have any bucket list items? <sighs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> way too many. But <laughs> I love it. A few I can talk about. Uh, and you know, like it's not even sometimes like big things that you want to see. Like you know, like sometimes there's you know like little things that you'd like want to go and you know see. Uh, like for me, I I've always wanted to go and see like uh, let's say. Mm, damn, I it's so hard to like try and talk about places. I know, because you don't want to, like, be that yeah. guy that's like, this, this, and this, yeah. which is here, you know? Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. And, you and like, you don't want to be cliche and be like, oh, Chernobyl, because, like, duh, everybody wants to yeah, go there. Like, but, I mean, like, at the same time, like, Chernobyl did start letting people into the control room. So, like, yeah, kind of intrigued me there. That that became sure. a bucket list spot instantly as soon as that. Yeah, like, yeah. So... You know, uh, Castello di Samizano is a place that I've always wanted to do. Um, I can say that one's name because good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never going to be able to get in there. And I'm That's almost... That's in uh, Florence, right? Italy? Yeah, I'm almost positive it's owned by the mob. <laughs> Just call up the mob. <laughs> yeah, but see, so then you guys. gotta start talking zeros and... I don't got yeah, zeros, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> Unless you got deep pockets, you're not probably going to get in there. And yeah, it's I've beautiful. talked to a few of the locals, and they told me that if you get caught in there, you're probably not even going to get arrested. You're probably just going to get your camera smashed and beat up. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, could be better than getting arrested, but it just I mean, hey, as long as they don't it. break my SD card. That's right. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Like, oh, at that point, it. take it. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man, it's such a cool spot. Wow. Yeah. Um, pictures right now. The peacock room was the first thing I had ever seen from that. But you know, going overseas, it's very expensive, and I've never actually yeah. gone overseas, and I don't even have like a passport. So like, I I'd have to do so much stuff in order to go overseas. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's definitely a, a difficult task to do that kind of stuff, but. You know, I hope you get over there one day. I hope that, you know, the mob will let you in somehow. <laughs> I don't even know if it is the mob because, like, you know, I was hearing that uh, it was being turned into some spawn resort by some, like, what? Asian investor. But then now I'm hearing that it's, like, owned by the mob. And then, like, I'm just like, uh, I mean, like, I guess those things kind of correlate at the same time. But, like, yeah, ooh. there's there's got to be a way. There has to I don't be a know. Way to get I mean, like, I know the place is alarmed and everything too. So, like, there's yeah, like, yeah. there's no way of getting in there unless like you get permission. unless you know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Unfortunately, there's a language barrier. There's so many things mm -hmm. that going against me in that, and it, it's just oof. I feel you. Um, if you could live in one place you've explored for a week, which place would it be? Chicago. Okay. Chicago by far has definitely uh like every single time I've ever been to Chicago, I've had the time of my life, you know what I mean? I've always seen really cool places. I've always had a good time getting into those places and I've always made good memories there. So, I mean, Chicago is definitely one of the like best cities I've ever explored in and, you know, it's also like a never-ending playground and it has a really oh, yeah. good skyline, so mm -hmm. it's everything you could want in a city. Yeah, it's sick. I do love Chicago for sure. And uh, my last question for you is, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? 
uh, they will most likely charge you as a minor, so send it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wish I would have known. <laughs> perfect. perfect. That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you for coming on the No Tracers podcast. Uh, if people want to continue following your journey, where can they find you online? Drop your social media. Uh, at St. John the Baptist. And there's periods in between all those. All right. That was my episode with St. John the Baptist. If you guys want to check out his social media, I've put it down in the description for you. If you guys want to follow me or if you want to come on the podcast, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or no.tracers on TikTok. Thank you guys for listening to another week. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am. I'm having a great time interviewing these amazing explorers and hearing their crazy stories. It's been a blast. If you guys are new to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Episodes come out every single Friday. And if you would like to get a free signed photo print of an abandoned place I've explored, all you have to do is leave a rating and feedback on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You just scroll all the way to the bottom of the No Tracers podcast. You can leave a rating and feedback, take a screenshot of it, DM it to me at no.tracers on Instagram, and I will mail you a signed photo print. Also, if you guys want to get a copy of my book, No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, you can do so by visiting notracers.com slash shop. Thank you guys for listening to another week of the show. I'll talk to you very soon. My name is K, just the letter K. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace. No trace.